in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh-oh. Was that a rerun? I think that was a rerun. <laughs> Sorry. Here I am. Uh, what the hell happened? I uh, My 45-second commute. There was traffic in my 45-second commute, okay? There was, literally. I usually time the lights uh, just perfectly, but uh, not this time. So that's me. That's on me. Okay. How many people do I have to apologize to for being uh, – how many minutes late was I? How many seconds late was I? You guys are looking at each other like uh, one minute, one second. So what time does this show actually start? I would gladly be here at 1 o'clock. I notice sometimes it's 104, sometimes it's 105, sometimes it's 106. What time am I supposed to be here? I'll be here. What? 0530. 0530. Are you sure? Is it like down to the satellite? Is that it? Yes. 0530. Well, if you guys, you see how I'm doing? You see what I'm blaming them for my lateness. I think it's actually pretty cool. All right, 05.30 it is. That's a strange time to start. Why don't we start at 05 or 06? Or how about, since I tell the world I work 1 to 3 on the radio, why don't we just do it at 1 o'clock? Well, the uh, affiliates need to line up because of your syndication. So the affiliates started actually 06 in the delay. Wait, wait, wait just a second. I'm syndicated? Yes. Since when? No, I know. I know. Thank you to all of our affiliates out there. I appreciate it so much. Coast to coast. Um, But listen, I got to tell you, folks who don't live here in New York, don't come anytime soon. Well, what are you talking about? I mean, New York, New York, it's a hell of a town. Uh, It is a hell of a town, uh, but it's in a hell of a mess right now. And I'm serious. Uh, The last thing you need to do if you're from out of town, if you live in Reno, Nevada or something like that, and you want to come to New York City to check out the sites, I am telling you, I am telling friends and family who don't live here to not come. New York is a mess. We can't, you you won't be, no one can guarantee your safety. And what's worse, I mean, it's, it's really bad. What am I trying to say? Just, you could be hurt. You could be attacked. You could be accosted. You could be mugged. Or, and this is a damn, you know what? It's almost certain to happen to me. I'm going to get hit by a bike or a scooter. I'm going to get hit by a bike or a scooter. It's just a matter of time. I was almost hit over the weekend. A kid going about 30 miles per hour down the sidewalk, and he had no business. And you think, well, that's nice on the sidewalk. No, not in New York. Certainly not. Where was I? I was on. Uh, I was having lunch on Madison Avenue. Yeah, I know, right? I impressed myself. I was having lunch at one of those little outdoor sheds, and a guy comes down, and he's singing. He's singing to himself. And he's having a grand old time. He must have been about 14 years old. Now, these things are basically like motorcycles. They're vehicles, all right? These are motorized vehicles, but you don't have to register them. They don't have to be registered. They should be registered. You know who doesn't have a clue about any of this stuff? Our mayor. Oh, boy. And you know the fake news? The one thing they could be doing is incentivizing this guy to work hard. Give him some nasty coverage, the nasty coverage he deserves. But no, 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 no. They are still in the uh, the kiss-ass phase. Uh, it's true. It's just butter him up. Why? 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 Why do you care about making nice on this guy? He's doing a horrible job. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's true. You can see it from space. He's an empty suit. 
But here, the New York Times, page after page, a glowing, glowing profile. Oh, this is a wet kiss. They follow him all around town. Oh, the amazing things he's doing. Um, But if you look closely, if you read between the lines... There's a lot of weird things going on. Now, again, the New York, for the New York Times, certainly for Eric, if he reads this to the extent that he's literate, he's going to think it's a great piece and all these pictures of him. I'll tell you this. He's a photogenic guy. He is photogenic. It's really hard to find a bad picture of him. But he is a bad guy, bad mayor, has no clue, doesn't have the ability, the administrative ability, doesn't have the political instincts. What's happening, though, he's getting by on being black. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes. He even says it in the piece. He even says it out loud. The arrogance of this guy. The arrogance. There's so many little gems here, actually. All right. So at one point, he goes to eat at a restaurant. And um, this is weird. You know that whole thing about does he eat fish, does he not eat fish? He goes to the restaurant where they served him fish. And that was a mini scandal because he says he's vegan. I just don't think he understood the word vegan, what it meant. Vegan means only plant-based. You don't eat any fish. You can be a vegetarian. You can be a pescatarian. You could be... Anyway, he didn't know what vegan actually meant. So he's running around saying he's a vegan, but he was really a pescatarian, which means you eat fish in addition to the vegetables. So he goes to this restaurant, and his aides go somewhere else to get him other food that he likes. I'm sorry, he's the mayor, he's not the emperor. So he's sitting in front of a reporter at one restaurant, and they have anything you want, right? Order whatever you want at a restaurant. Have you ever gone to a restaurant and said, uh, I'm going to have this, this, and this, and uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Assistant, yeah, go to uh, restaurant uh, Joe's down the block and get me this, this, and this off of their menu. I, I, I could see a billionaire, an eccentric billionaire doing that, but Eric Adams, mayor of the people, Eric Eric sending his minions to go get him food from another restaurant as he sits in a restaurant. That's 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 a new level of arrogance that I have not seen before. And I've been around some billionaires. They're content to actually eat the meal at the restaurant they're in. That's why you pick a particular restaurant. Was he showing off for this New York Times reporter? Maybe. Maybe. That could be it. By the way, who is he to be talking about? Clarence Thomas. He said this. This is what Eric Adams said about Clarence Thomas. He's still holding on to what happened to him during the whole confirmation process, and he's been harboring that for a long time. This is the type of guy that sits in the basement every day and plots. Huh? Where do you get off saying something about that? He says, we talked about recent stories in New York Times, writes in the press about the left eating itself alive with infighting and cancel culture. They are trying to outperfect themselves, Adams said. All the things we fought for, we're losing because we fight, we're fighting each other. We allowed Donald to stack the Supreme Court because Hillary wasn't pure enough, folks. And now Clarence Thomas is on a tear. What does that mean? What does he mean he's hiding in a basement? What does that mean? He, he lives in a house. Remember what is our title? The city that never sleeps, he said, ordering the Tito's vodka and soda. When I was a cop, I did the midnight shift for 11, 12 years. That's, there's another sort, store, city that comes alive during the nights. I want them to know, listen, I'm the mayor of you, too. I'm the mayor of you, too. Uh, no, this is, this is a guy who doesn't, doesn't understand politics, doesn't understand people, doesn't understand himself. Let's see here. 
He continued that when he's in a room with billionaires and celebrities, he can see the scared children in them. I look across the table from you. I see exactly who you are. You have your own insecurities. You have your own concerns. Does my wife still love me? Am I appealing? I may be the mayor, but I'm still this child that just wants to do right. So which animal in the jungle are you? This is the New York Times actually asked him this question. Which animal in the con- in the jungle are you? He laughed. Clearly, I am a lion. I am meant to rule the jungle. Underneath the swagger, beyond the swank parties, the serious parts of the job are never far from his mind. Wow. Well, you and I know the truth. He's a clown. He's not a serious person. And why does the New York Times write a piece like this? Well... It's virtue signaling. It's because he's black, especially it's a white woman who writes the story. She does not want to appear as though she's critical of a black man because then they'll call her a Karen. That's a real thing that's happening now. It really is. It is. You can say it doesn't. It's hard to hear, but people say it. People talk about it. They know it. Why else would they be kissing this guy's rear end? There is a part in here where he says, just because I'm black doesn't mean I should get a pass. Well, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Oh, here they write about he doesn't eat quarter pounders anymore. He is diabetes caught up with him. Uh, I don't eat steak anymore. Uh, I'm not, you know, just, just all this stuff about style. Style. What about, what about Rudy? Where the hell's Rudy Giuliani? Please, where is Rudy? Hi. Thank you. Hey, Rudy's actually in the hospital. He had a little uh, situation with his heart. They put a stent in, and he's going to be okay, but we're worried about him. And one day, one day that man will be vindicated. I know he will. It looks bad right now. Actually, in a way, when the fake news hates you, that means you're doing something right. That means you're onto something. That means you're amazing. That's what historians do. They look at what all the newspapers were saying about you, and then they try to come up, then they try to find the truth. This happened to Harry S. Truman. He was a terrible president by the standards of his day. And then historians took a look, and you said they said, this guy actually, he was actually very, very good. So Donald Trump, I think, will be totally vindicated. By the way, he had a great rally. Did you see any of the rally? I've seen bits and pieces. Another rally in uh, Alaska. And uh, what's up with our overnight producer? Don't they uh, don't they like uh, Donald Trump? He had a huge rally, 90 minutes long, and I don't see any cuts from the rally. I got all kinds of things from Biden this, Biden that, but nothing from uh, the Alaska rally. Well, we may not have to deal with Biden too much anymore. A, another big story. And look, I told you last week, actually, I've been saying for months that this was not going to last for four years. There's no way. He just can't hack the job. We can all see that. He's not good at it. He doesn't even seem to want to be there, angry, yelling. Um, The New York Times wrote a story that said Democrats, something like 94% of Democrats, don't want to see him run. They're talking about him shuffling around the White House, how age is catching up to him. This is a signal, a big-time signal that Joe will be packing it in uh, before his four years are up, way before his four years are up. I mean, we're talking January or February. He may be out of there. Now, the big thing that they're worried about, 
Democrats, Joe Biden is Kamala. They don't want her to be president, and they are trying to figure out a way they can extract a guarantee from her. They'd love to push her out. I would love to know more about why they hate her so much. Uh, I haven't been able to figure that out. I mean, you can see, though, they know that she is not capable of the job. She's just not worthy of it. Everybody knows that. Um, But there's some sort of real animus between the two of these guys, two of these uh, individuals. And, uh, hey, let's see here. No, no one got the... All right, do me a favor. I got to get the uh, Trump rally stuff, and we'll be right back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Close the door. Hey, thank you very much. Hey, all right, so he was good. He went all the way over to Alaska. Alaska is far, far away. Can I hear a little bit of Donald Trump in Alaska, please? Uh, I didn't sit through the whole rally. I heard it was like two hours long, and uh, he was funny, though. Uh, All right, let's see. What did he say? Go ahead. She voted to approve Joe Biden's radical left justice, Kachengi Brown Jackson, the most far left justice in history by a factor of about six. (laughs) A factor of about six. How did he come up with six? I love it. I love it. More. Elon is not going to buy Twitter. Where did you hear that before? From me. From a fake account. She says fake. A lot of them. Nah, he's got himself a mess. You know, he said the other day, oh, I've never voted for a Republican. I said, I didn't know that. He told me he voted for me. So he's another bullshit artist, but he's not going to be buying it. He's not going to be buying it. Hey, good for him. I know so many people that are so appalled by the language. Lighten up. I know it's not ideal, but I mean, I'm sorry, I hear that language. I heard it in the commercial break. All right? Don't act so innocent out there. And it's not a big deal. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. I mean, there are no kids around. Were any kids watching that rally? And what's the big deal? I know, I know, I know, I know. Is it ideal? No. But uh, I'll grow up already. All right? The next, I mean, you hear somebody say it. All right, give me a little bit more. Then we did a hell of a job. Never got credit for that. More people died under Biden. You saw that. And the job we did with COVID, or as some people call it, to be more accurate, the China virus. But we did so much in terms of therapeutics and a word that I'm not allowed to mention, but I'm still proud of that word because we did it. We did that. We did that in nine months, and it was supposed to take five years to 12 years. Nobody else could have done it. But I'm not mentioning it in front of my people, but someday we're going to have to all sit down and have a little talk. But you know what? We did a hell of a job. We did a hell of a job. He's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. Can I have one more? Keep going. I ran twice. I won twice. I did much better the second time than I did the first, believe it or not. Getting many, many millions more votes than we did in 2016. And likewise, getting more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country by far. And now, with the approval of the great people of Alaska, we may have to do it again. All right. Alaska always goes red as well, pretty much. Hey, Sarah Palin was there. She's running for Congress. Good for her. 
Good for her indeed. All right, I just got to do this Eric Adams thing. Here's our mayor in action, okay? And the New York Times, in awe, in awe. I began trailing him last month as he bounced around the city wearing his navy blue NYC mayor jacket, meeting with religious leaders about retrofitting hotels for the homeless, climbing into a sanitation truck to help recruit workers, announcing plans for major renovations at a park in the Bronx, delivering a robot's baby complete with simulated blood in a virtual reality program at Einstein Medical Center in the Bronx to help with the maternal morbidity crisis among black mothers. He gave a Juneteenth speech in Central Park at the site of Seneca Village, which he compared to slavery, gentrification, slavery. On Father's Day, he went to a Mets game with his son, Jordan, 26, throughout the first pitch. You see, it's just a bunch of photo ops. It's nothing. Then he stopped by a music festival in Jamaica, Queens, uh, presented a proclamation to the New York City Football Club at Yankee Stadium at Gracie Mansion. He gave a news conference about improving nutrition at schools, boosting about vegan Fridays. A reporter told the mayor that she had talked to some kids who found the fair squishy. Okay, he does transcendental meditation. He has a green smoothie. He, uh, oh, he likes his bling. He's got a stone bracelet. He's got a special crystal that some old lady gave him uh, to relax. He's learning to play the guitar. He sang the song Lean On Me, um, and that's that's it. That's it. Oh, Adams is so ubiquitous that he has earned the title of the nightlife mayor, which is derisive or complimentary, depending upon who's saying it. Who the hell has been praising this guy? I'll tell you, I'm going to actually rich white people are still they still think they can get favors and results out of him. You can't. He stinks, and he has no integrity or ability. And you got to start thinking about the future. Let's see here. He has a lot of energy and is so determined to make New York a vital cultural center, said Anna Winter. He seems to need no sleep. What does that even mean? What does that mean he needs no sleep? I mean, when does Anna, Win- Anna Winter goes to bed at 10 o'clock? What do you know about Eric? Are you seeing him at 4 in the morning, 6 in the morning? What, Anna, that's just that sounds nice. People need to cut him some slack, somebody said. He's devoted his whole life to fixing this city. Yeah, right. No, 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 no. He's devoted his whole life to Eric getting press for nothing. Maximum exposure for minimal to no effort. Didn't even live in New York City. Let's see here. After an hour and a half at a crime scene, I assume the mayor would postpone our interview. Instead, we went at 11 o'clock to Asteria La Baya, some restaurant. Anybody know anything about Asteria La Baya? We sat down. The waitress asked, would you like your bronzino? That was a dig because, again, he doesn't know what the word vegan means. The mayor quickly shook his head no. He munched on a Caesar salad, carefully picking out the croutons and anchovies, while he waited for his staff to deliver hummus, eggplant, and mushrooms from another restaurant. Oh, this is going to be one one of the things that's going to get him. He's not mature enough to handle all of the people that he will have at his disposal. You don't send these people to another restaurant to get you food while you're sitting in a restaurant. You know who's doing that? Security, detectives, people on the city payroll. Sit down, order a meal, have your fish or whatever. You're sending city employees to get you other food at another restaurant? He thinks he's the emperor. He's not. He's just a dopey little guy 
who got temporarily lucky or unlucky because we can all see it now. We can all see it. Eric, it ain't going to work. And yes, 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 yes. It just might me. It just might be me who throws you out of City Hall. It just might. Give me a moment. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is what I mean about these white reporters, especially women, giving Eric Adams such a pass on everything. She writes, being a black man in New York was challenging from the time he was young. According to him, because he plays the race card all the time, right? I asked about the night when he was 15 and was brutally beaten by the police officer after he and his oldest brother got arrested for trying to cash to, to cash a stolen money order. Cash a stolen money order. Um, now, how do we know about that story? Eric tells it. Eric tells it. Is it true? According to Ed, no, it probably isn't. Let's see here. The craziest thing about it is the cops were not angry at us. It's one thing if you chase someone or they fought back, tempers rage. They were doing paperwork, and the guy said, you just feel like a beatdown? The other guy said, yes. We didn't know what the hell they were talking about, and they took us downstairs to the basement of the 103rd Precinct and just started kicking us in our groin. They weren't angry. It was just some sort of some form of sadistic recreation. I don't believe you, Eric. I do not believe you. I think you are a liar. Or excuse me, you are the jung- you are the uh, the lion of the jungle. He says clearly, I am a lion, and I am meant to rule the jungle. Well, so far you you're acting like that. Sitting in a restaurant talking to somebody, sending your aides out to another restaurant to get food for you, and insisting that you don't want to pass because you're black, but that's what you're getting, and that's what you are counting on. Jeff in Scarsdale, hello. Good afternoon, Greg. Thank you for taking my call. On First of all, on a, on a lesser important note, this, the opening song that you play, uh, I'm a Man. Mm. Yeah, the not a big point, but the... The focal point of that song comes in just a little bit later. It kind of changes its tune. Uh, so, if I don't know if your editing department would what would want hey, to, so, it's the beginning of the song. There's a tradition in radio. You don't have the uh, the people talk. You don't have the lyrics come on. You never would talk over the lyrics. You're not supposed to do that. I actually learned that listening to Howard Stern. Once they start singing, you're supposed to shut up. Well, that's not what they, you know, I don't spin records here. I don't know that much about music. I know what I like, but I don't know anything about music. But anyway, um, I guess you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. So what's on your mind other than that? Yeah, my main point is, it's, I don't, I don't even expect you to, to comment, and I would normally call in to the show, but I it don't, doesn't take all right, the call. What, what? Okay, this is it. I, re, I totally respect your own. The Jeez, owner of your, if, you uh, don't, if you don't get to the point, I'm going to okay, really lose it. So go this. ahead, what? The point is this. We hear a lot of uh, support uh, by John Katsimatidis for the mayor. Day in and day out support. On Monday, he's having lunch with the mayor. On Tuesday, he's having lunch with Letitia James. On Wednesday, he's having lunch with the governor. And it seems to me that he has a blind spot. And I understand part of it is the business model that he, he wants to have him in on his program. Now, wait, what would, you, what would you prefer? You would prefer, listen, you got me. All right, two hours a day ripping these people apart. 
Okay. Now I've got one concern. The uh, you listening. All right. Now John, by the way, is one of the people who make this city work. All right. You know how many thousands of people work for him. You know how many thousands of people got to ride the train. You know how any how complex it is. You know when you think about it, actually, a mayor is just a they're like a custodian. And John Katsimatidis and a handful of others, they actually own this city in many ways. So in some ways, Eric Adams, Letitia James, they work for people like John Katsimatidis. That's how I see it. I'm not speaking for John last. I've not really talked to him about this. But he, in addition to this radio station, uh, the grocery store chain, and a million other businesses, some of them I could not even understand, you know, I, from an airline to refineries, real estate, He's got mass. He's got he's got business to do with these people. They got business to do with him, and I, he cares about his employees. He cares about the city, and uh, so I don't think it's a. I don't think it's wrong. I think it's actually a good thing that he has open lines of communication and can get these people on the phone. And believe me, believe me, the dynamics are such that he's the guy in charge, not them. So, um. With that said, I mean, what do you want? You want him to just you know, I, I, what? I mean, what what, I, what? what do you care who he has lunch with? No, I, it, it just seems that he has a like it's 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 unbridled support, no matter what incident takes place, or you know, it could unbridled be a, support. Oh. Listen, listen. Do you call what I do unbridled support? I am actively considering running against him. All right. Now, John is, uh, first and foremost, he's a, he's a good citizen. I'm not saying I'm a bad citizen, but he's, um, he is a citizen of this city. Extremely influential. Extremely influential. And you know what? Sometimes, you know, what is it? Have I ever gotten a, a building made or have I ever uh, leased out? A, the, John has all of these things going on. You think it would behoove him to be slapping around the mayor right now? I don't think so. I think he can get more, you know, what do they say, more with sugar, more with sweetness than being sour. I, I, I'm totally okay with it, uh, although I haven't heard what you're talking about. So I tell you what, Jeff, if you uh, become, you know, a multi-billionaire businessman, you could have a different relationship with the mayor. But that's what he does. And I would, I would, cut, I would cut him some slack, if you know what I mean. I understand. All one, right. One, thank one, you. One thank you. Mate? Thank you. I got to go to Stevie now. He's in Staten Island. Stevie, yes. Hey, thanks so much for taking my call. You know, it, it just behooves me. to. Un- I can't understand why. You know, Democrats cry and scream about everything. Yes, obviously, I vote Republican. Why hasn't don't any Republican scream to impeach Biden, even if they know they can't, not owning the House or the Senate? Why don't they even put it in people's heads? The guy should be impeached. Well, he's okay, hold on, hold he's on. Destroying our country. I understand. He's destroying All right. us. Yeah, hey, relax, pal. But Steve, maybe you're yelling too much. You got to listen a little bit more because people have been talking about impeaching this guy. Yes, it's laughed off by the fake news, but there are people out there like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. And if you listen really carefully, there are others out there, more senior, who've been around longer who are absolutely talking about impeachment proceedings, and they will probably do it if uh, they win the majority, which they probably will. So, first of all, I can tell you two people who have said out loud and that they've actually taken the steps to draft impeachment articles, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. 
two Republican members of the Congress, one from Georgia, one from Colorado. There you go. All right. It actually is happening. I hear this a lot. I hear like, you know, why isn't anybody saying this or why isn't anybody saying that? Well, you better be sure they're not saying that before you go around saying they're not saying that. I mean, I know it's fun. Eh, no one's doing this. That eh, no one's doing that. But you got to, you know, look, I I can yell my head off and scream, but believe it or not, I've checked it out ahead of time and I know what's really happening. Stevie, with all due respect, I I think you uh you know, you haven't seen it. I appreciate it. You, you taking the call. You buy you that, know, though? I just had to get it out. I know, but Stevie, <laughs> you know, all right, no, thank you very much. I don't mean to lecture you. I guess I kind of am, though. No, uh, you, I get it. I'm I not apologize. a kid. Yeah. You know, listen, I shoot off once in a while. Sometimes I make great great sense, and that is who I voted for and who got robbed of his election at the time. Well, do you me know, a favor. That's Donald Trump. Take solace in this. Uh, I think he's going to have to resign before he gets impeached. Most Democrats don't want Biden in 2024 new poll shows. Now, this isn't Newsmax.com or FoxNews.com. This is the New York Times.com. A major story right now. This is a, a huge signal, okay, that he is not going to make it. Let's go through it. It says President Biden is facing an alarming level of doubt from inside his own party, with 64% of Democrat voters saying they would prefer a new standard bearer in the 2024 presidential campaign, according to the New York Times Siena College poll. Uh, widespread concerns about the economy and inflation and blah, 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 blah. Where does it say about his age? Uh, uh, only 13% of American voters said the nation's on the right track. Uh, and also, uh, yes, his performance, nearly half disapproved strongly. He's not going to be able to make it. Mr. Biden has said repeatedly that he intends to run for reelection in 2024. At 79, he is already the oldest president in American history and concerns about his age ranked at the top of the list for Democratic voters who want the party to find an alternative. Now, who the hell is that going to be? I have no idea. Hey, actually, that's a really good question. It's not going to be Kamala. I can't see it going to Pete Boot Edge Edge, although maybe. Although maybe is being gay that interesting? Is being gay that special? Because that's the only reason why he's the Department of Treasury. Uh, what is he now? The Department of Transportation Secretary. It's because he's gay. That's it, Stevie. That is it. No other reason. Now the hey. uh, thank you, buddy. Thank you. Now the other thing is, story over the uh, weekend said he's shuffling. He's they're afraid he's going to trip over a wire. I mean, they're really concerned about him. So a calamity could happen at any moment, and some already have happened. We saw him fall off the bike. This is actually really exciting. Now, it gets a little technical. If Joe Biden were to resign before January 20th, um, Kamala Harris would become president, right? Here's the deal. Then she would be president for at least another two years. She, under the Constitution, would only be able to run for president once. Now, if she becomes president at some point after January 20th, that means she'll be president filling out a term of less than two years. That means she'll be able to run for president twice. She'll finish out Joe Biden's term, and then conceivably she could run in 2024 and again in 2028, making her the president for over eight years, nine years, ten years. Now, they don't want that to happen. That's under the 22nd Amendment, by the way. 
22nd Amendment says all these things about a vice president. You know, if they if it's more than two years, uh, they can't run twice. If it's less than two years, they can. Uh, but here's the thing. They know that Kamala Harris will never, ever be elected president. She might become president, but she'll never be the elected president. So they don't care about that. They may they'll quit whenever it works for them. They hate her. They don't want her uh, around. They're trying to get her to promise that she won't run for president if she becomes president. Like, we'll make you the president, but you got to promise us that you're going to walk away. And you got to do it publicly. By the way, she'd be terrible at both. She was terrible at running for president. And she w- we know she'd be terrible at being president. I mean, that's... Who's going to keep an eye on her, by the way? Who, who, who would? And who's next? Anyway... Uh, real quick. Oh, we got to help out Mike Zeldin. Uh, Neil Zeldin. Wait, what's Zeldin's first name? Lee Zeldin. Sorry. You see? Name recognition. Lee Zeldin is running for governor, and I really want this guy to win. Kathy Hochul must be stopped. She has no clue. She doesn't know how to lead. She's going along with the far left doing whatever they say she's supposed to do. You know, I heard on WCBS radio. They were running a report, just another report. The governor made an announcement. They cover it. No mention of Lee Zeldin. No mention of him. Just it's all about the governor. And that's, I guess, the advantage of incumbency. But I think when you get close to the election, you got to give the other guy fair time. Now, that's the straight news. That's what they call their news programming, okay? Me, I'm an opinion guy. I can pretty much, I'm telling you that I'm biased. I'm telling you that uh, I'm not objective here. I want Lee Zeldin to win. I want him to beat Kathy Hochul. Bad. Because Kathy, by the way, you know, if she really knew something about power, she'd get on the damn phone and she would threaten Alvin Bragg. But especially with that bodega guy. Can you believe what that bodega guy has been through? Now they've got like 16 different camera angles that show he was being abused, assaulted by that guy, that terrible guy. And I hate to say it, but he got what was coming to him. If I went around the desk and started beating up somebody, if you go around, can you imagine that? I feel like that's sacred area. You can't just go around the counter at a store. Imagine if I went behind the delicatessen refrigerator and just started pushing that guy around. He'd take a meat cleaver right to my neck. You can't do that. It's just, it's mind-boggling, mind-boggling that they're prosecuting this guy. I understand every time you get into a scuffle, you can't necessarily go to DEFCON 5 or DEFCON 1, whatever it is, and kill somebody. But I think he had every right to believe his life was at risk. So what's his name again? Jose Alba. We're rooting for you, pal. We are rooting for you big time. Call into the show if you got a moment or two, okay? I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I really should not read the fake news. Uh, It makes me upset. It makes me annoyed. Hey, remember Cassidy Hutchinson? This actually makes me kind of, well, look, I don't have to like every, I love everybody, but I don't have to like everybody. Uh, Let's see. Cassidy Hutchinson. Remember her? Uh, The one who said that Donald Trump reached for the wheel of that limousine. Uh, From the New York Times, now unemployed and sequestered with family and a security detail, Ms. Hutchinson, 26, has developed an unlikely bond with Ms. Cheney, a Wyoming Republican and one-time aide. Oh, give me a break. Uh, 
uh, a crisis environment of another era when she learned to work among competing male egos. More recently, as someone ostracized by her party. The funny part is that Cassidy Hutchinson has security. I think more people are likely to laugh at her than try to do her harm or anything like that. I mean, look, how how long did she testify for? Two hours? One morning? Three weeks ago? What was it? Just go away. It, you don't need security. You're already forgotten for the most part. You're just uh, security with her family. And you know what? I guarantee you, I guarantee you she's talking to an entertainment lawyer about The View, about a book deal, unemployed, and all that connotes, you know? She's an unemployed woman. There are real people who are unemployed right now, okay? she's Although I hear that she was unemployed before the hearings, okay? This is all about employment. This is all about cash, cash money, uh, prefigured by Miss Hutchinson's biography. Um no one in her family had gone to college, but in 2015, Ms. Hutchinson left home for Christopher Newport University. Uh, hate to break it to you, but I don't think anybody in the Hutchinson family has yet to go to college. I don't think that's a real college. Christopher Newport University? Is that some sort of joke? Does that exist? It's a whole big... Wa- Is she interned for... Te- Who cares? She interned for Ted Cruz. You know... These people who go to Washington, these young people that Adam Kinzinger and others say, oh, my gosh, she's 26. We must believe everything she says. It's a certain type that goes there at the age of 20-something. Is it really to serve their country? No, they have dreams of stardom, so many of them. You know, as one treacherous person is this Liz Smith. You know anything about her? She's so obscure, it probably shouldn't go into details. But, but, but... um. She wrote a big book about being a publicist, being a PR person for politicians, and she's like kind of ragging on everybody. She's got me, even me, feeling sorry for de Blasio. You know, she's the one who went out with Elliot Spitzer and was on the front page of all the papers. You know, that was cute when you're 32 years old, but now she's 40, unmarried, and I think she's got a cat. And uh, I don't know if it's that cute anymore. And she's just pretending she's this big shot. She gets a call from Andrew Cuomo in 2018. She said, I looked at my phone. It was Andrew Cuomo. I needed a call like him like I needed an invitation to a one-year-old's birthday party. In 2018, he's the governor of New York. You're a Democrat uh, flack. You, uh, you're a press worker in Democrat politics. He's not good enough for you. Uh, what, what, why? Why? Because you're Elliot Spitzer's ex-girlfriend? What, 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 wh- who are you? Very strange. These folks are... Very strange. All right, wait a second, wait a second. I've been very negative here. Let's stop for a moment. If you want to feel better, there's so many things you can do. One of them, we had a caller last week who told me about, reminded me about Cardinal Fulton Sheen. Um, He was a big presence in the 50s and 60s, and he was so good at giving those sermons, they put him on television. And I saw some of them over the weekend, and they are absolutely Fantastic. I can see why this guy was such a superstar, and he will. Uh, so just Google Fulton Sheen, S-H-E-E-N, go to YouTube, and and and, and watch. I think I'm going to try to make it a Sunday night thing because it was so instructive and pleasant and heartwarming, and it was a great way to get ready for the week. Joanne in uh, – where are you? Hi, Joanne. Hi. 
I'm in Port Jefferson, New York, on Long Island. Very nice. Is that by the ferry? That's the ferry that goes to Connecticut, right? It is. I work in the hospital over there. I just wanted to let you know I really appreciate your um, show, even on Newsmax. I mean, I don't usually call into radio stations or anything, but you kind of give me hope that things are going to change for the better. You, um, a couple of the other guys that are on um, this radio station, I mean, you pull things apart and you analyze things, and I just wanted to let you know that um, you're giving people hope out there. Well, so I want to thank you. Aw, thank you so much. Uh, you give me hope. Look, there's well, lots of reasons you know, to be well, down. I work in a hospital, and I don't get around too much, but um, listening to you guys, I just feel like I don't know what the end game is for half of these politicians. It's not going well, but, you know, when you analyze things and you pick things apart, you do give people hope. So I just wanted to let you know I, I thank you very much. Oh, you're so kind of you, Joanne. Thank you very much. Can I ask you, what do you do in the hospital? Oh, I do EKGs and EEGs. Um, that's the brain and that's the heart. I know exactly. I've had that EKG a bunch of times. And, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys with a hairy chest, so they stick those things on <laughs> with a little goop. You know, they put the goop on first, right? Sometimes, yeah. And uh, it hurts. It hurts very much. Sometimes they got to shave me. But I enjoy the process very, very much. And well, uh, I apologize for hurting you. No, no, no. I it's actually it, it all it all works. I like the goop application. I you know I, I love seeing it, and they tell me I'm pretty good. Although I haven't had an EKG in about two years. How often am I supposed to get one? Well, you should get one once a year with your doctor, with your you know your primary fair, um, care physician. But mm. that's up to him. Uh, well, uh, if, if you don't get one that often, that means you have a good heart, and I, we can tell that by listening to your radio station. So, you know, I <laughs> think nice. you'll be fine. Thank you. Actually, come to think of it, I did have one last summer. What am I talking about? I had one last summer. I know that because, uh, yes, I just, these things all blend together sometimes. You know, when was I last at the doctor? Was it last year, the year before? No, it was last summer and uh, all is well. Although the doctor did tell me to try to eat a plant-based diet primarily, which uh, I haven't quite gotten around to yet. All right, Joanne, thank you very, very right. much. Good luck at the hospital today. Let's keep in touch. Call back anytime. In the meantime, oh, tonight, Eric Trump, son of the president, executive vice president of the Trump Organization, and an all-around great, classy guy, is my guest on Newsmax. Uh, I think you'll like it a lot. He's a terrific individual. i got to tell you how I first met him, by the way. Oh, pardon me. Pardon me. Be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hello. How can you have a scooter that goes 30 miles per hour? You know, I had a hoverboard. Anybody know what the hoverboard is? Remember the hoverboards? I damn near got arrested being on a hoverboard. And I was using it in a playground. Now, these things are 30 to 35 miles per hour. They're basically motorcycles. And I found out over the weekend you don't have to register them. I figured, you know, but then I, then again, there's no license plate on the back of them. That's um, that's a real problem. One of, like, the 15 million things that we need fixed and can't be uh, with our current mayor, with our the current foolishness, no one. That's kind of mundane stuff. Granted, it's not fun. 
It's not interesting. It's not glorious. It's not something that Anna Wintour wants to talk to you about. But it's got to get done, right? The grimy stuff of government. Nobody wants to work anymore. They just want to have a good time. They just want to screw around. And um, I, uh, I understand you'll get a lot. You can go very far without any real accomplishments, without any real merit. Eric Adams is, is a prime example of that. Hey, here's some good news, though. Those horse patrol guys at the border, the border they're going to be okay. I know they're going to be okay. They're going to make it. Even though the um, the bureaucrats want to make it look as murky as possible because Joe Biden, well, you remember what Joe Biden said about those guys. Uh, cut 24. It was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. Mm, big problem. Nobody was strapped. Here's the commissioner of the Border Patrol saying that after a 10-month, 500-page study, talk about making a federal case out of something, cut 22. Despite initial appearances, after a careful review and analysis of videos, photos, and eyewitness accounts, this included an interview with a photographer on the scene and other members of the media, OPR found no evidence Border Patrol agents involved in this incident struck any person with their reins intentionally or otherwise. Intentionally or otherwise, it did not happen. Well, fake news. When are you going to apologize to these guys? You know what I'm talking about. Down at the border, there were a bunch of Haitian immigrants trying to get into the country. There were these horse patrol from the Border Patrol uh, kind of trying to keep order. And everybody falsely accused these guys of whipping the people. And they weren't. Cut 23. What we have seen was cruel, inhumane, and a violation of domestic laws and international laws. You can't whip people's ass with a whip or a rein and say you're doing your job simply because your job gets difficult. We saw horrifying footage emerging uh, of mounted patrol people trying to corral Haitian immigrants. I think um, the reason that we're not seeing more help, if I'm going to be frank about it, is because they're Haitian. Because they're Haitian, because they're black. And you know who was saying that? Sonny, what's her name again on The View? I hate citing The View because it's such a silly show, but that's Sonny Houston from The View. And she happens to be black. And she's always playing the race card. Now, you think, is she sticking up for Haitians? Is she sticking up for Haitians? And people of color, no. No, she, she could give a damn about that. She is enhancing her own position. She cares about her own status. You see, there is such a disconnect between what people of color who are on television or on these left-leaning shows like Tiffany Cross and the Cross Connection, whatever that thing is, the Joy Reid stuff, uh, Sonny Houston on The View, their, their language, their, it's all designed to keep them in power and to intimidate people who are intimidated over issues of race. A lot of folks, you start talking about race, they get very uncomfortable very quickly, and they'll shut up and give you whatever you want, whatever your color. 
That doesn't, uh, I don't think that works for anybody, though. It should be about the merits. Speaking of which, uh, can't forget what was going on when these Border Patrol guys, you know, were up to their neck in it with these migrants coming over the border. Do you remember what was going on? Cut 26. The events that were investigated occurred during a mass migration surge near the International Bridge in Del Rio last September when approximately 30,000 migrants entered or attempted to enter the United States. Hey, that's a lot of migrants. One day, 30,000 people were trying to enter the country? Now, where could they have gotten an idea like that? From Joe Biden himself, who said it out loud. He should be impeached for this. Cut 27. What I would do as president is several more things because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. Surge the border. Surge the border. Way to go, Einstein. Well, that's what they did. And all hell broke loose. And now, um, let's see here. This guy, Magnus is his name. He's a bureaucrat. He's trying to do the right thing. He's got to take care of Joe Biden. Uh, Let's see here. Cut 25, if you don't mind. CBP's Office of Professional Responsibility, which is known as OPR, initiated this administrative investigation on September the 20th, 2021. This was one day after the incident in accordance with policy. OPR immediately referred this investigation to the DHS Office of Inspector General. Oh, my God. OPR completed its administrative investigation and issued its final report to CBP leadership on April the 11th. All right, that's all swamp talk. All right, that's the way the swamp operates. Of federal, they want to they complicate things unnecessarily. Now, if you're watching the Greg Kelly show on Newsmax, I took one look at that video, and I watched the whole video. I mean, there's there's, there's a lot of footage you got to go through, and there are still photographs. And I talked to somebody who knew something about horses, and they told there's no way that those people are being whipped. It's not happening you can look at the video you can look at the pictures and you can tell those guys are innocent why would it take well it's a government a federal case 500 pages long and of course they had to worry about joe biden because joe biden just said that what did he say again 24 he said it was horrible what to see as you saw to see people treated like they did horses really running them over people being strapped it's outrageous i promise you those people will pay they will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. So all that news, and don't Joe Biden really wants uh, heads to roll. They got to get somebody on something, and it looks like they did. All right, we got one guy who called people bad words. Is that what this is all about? Cut 30. A determination was made that one agent acted in an unprofessional manner by yelling, denigrating, and offensive comments regarding a migrant's national origin and gender. Hmm. That's uh, that's what Joe Biden was yelling and screaming about? Oh, wait, there was something else they did wrong. One of them, let's see, you know, they were not whipping anybody, but they were twirling their little uh, 
They're a little, what are those things called? The reins. They were twirling the reins. Well, you're not supposed to do that, apparently. Uh, it's not in the guidebook. Cut 29. OPR's review of the Horse Patrol Unit training documents did not reveal any specific guidance on twirling of the reins for any purpose. Oh, my goodness gracious. So we're going to hammer them for twirling the reins. Leave them alone. <laughs> Leave them alone. I mean, there's... Is there any handbook for how I walk down the hallway? Am I allowed to skip? Do I have to walk 10 paces a minute? Two pa- I mean, we do a lot of things that aren't in the handbook. They, Why would that be in the handbook? Leave these guys alone. Leave these guys alone. Hey, by the way, I think you owe them an apology, Joe Biden. I mean, really, right? After all, what did you say? You mean, you, you basically made a false allegation, and you did it in the most nasty way. And I remember right after you took office, you made a big deal in saying uh, your, your office would be a place of respect and decency. Cut 31. But I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody. Everybody. Is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. Dignity, damn it. Well, uh, but, but, no if, answer, but. But, Joe, what about you? If it's the president treating people with a lack of respect, huh? And, Joe, I have evidence that you did so. Treated people with a lack of respect. So there are some if, ands, or buts that you need to consider. Or, I guess, since there are no if, ands, or buts, you're gone, Joe. You're gone. Cut 32. In the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, let's take the AR, your AR-14s. Okay, this is not okay. Hold on, hold on. All right. Hey, let's you know, Tom, you the the there's a lot of guys. You say something nice, it's going to be the smart ass all the time. Wait, 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 wait. You're getting nervous, man. Calm down. You said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Then now what you said? I get your work straight, Jack. Why are you so confident he'll change his behavior, Mr. President? Yeah, I'm not confident he'll change his behavior. What the hell? What do you do all the time? So when did I say I was confident? I said, I said, more inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Oh, wow. What a nasty, mean guy. Nasty. That's that's really worse than I thought it was. He can't. Uh, no, he has to fire. He has to quit. He has to resign. And actually, he will. It's no joke. He's going to resign sometime in 2023. He'll be the second president in history uh, to resign the presidency. Um, now, in Joe's case, though, why is he resigning? Overall lameness. Just not very good at the job at all. Hey, we have anybody in prayer circles out there. We have somebody we want to pray for. Um. Give me a moment here. I want to make sure I got all the facts. A woman, uh, Michelle Honulik, Michelle Jane Honulik, she's 67 years old, and she was in a nasty car crash, and now she's in, and she was, her health wasn't so hot to begin with, and now she's, this is up in Connecticut, and uh, she's had some health complications. She's been in the hospital a lot. This is bad. Right now she's in the ICU intubated and uh you know not good so we are praying for you michelle honulik and your family 
67 years old. They all love you, I know. That's tough, huh? And, um, ooh, apparently after the car crash, everything was fine, but there were some complications, didn't feel well, and then, you know, all hell broke loose here. So we're wishing her the very, very best. Uh, I think the power of prayer does work. It really does. So why don't we direct them at uh, Michelle Hanulik for a little bit and um, get well, madam. Okay, I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, the promise of Eric Adams. Remember this? I told you guys it was a fallacy that he was any kind of crime fighter. Because he was a joke of a cop. He wasn't a real cop, actually. And he did everything he could to undermine the police. He hung out with Al Sharpton. This is all part of the public record. But most reporters out there who cover these things are like 21 years old, and they don't care, and they don't know anything. So um, when they said stuff like this, they were able to get away with it. Cut 42. For 22 years, I wore a bulletproof vest and stood on the street corners and protected children and families in the city of New York. Was that combination of credibility when it comes to actually fighting crime, meaning he strapped on a bulletproof vest and a gun and went out in the streets every night, uh, along with real reform credentials? People always introduce me as a former police captain. I became a police officer. I understand crime, and I also understand police abuse. And I know how we can turn around not only New York, but America. Dealing with public safety. The fact that Eric Adams was a cop for 22 years really works very heavily in his favor. You know, why didn't it work in, um, for a lot of the fake news? And that's Errol Lewis. He didn't seem it, that my father's experience worked in his favor. He's a police officer for um, 40 years. He's like light years ahead of Eric Adams in accomplishment and in intellect. Yet all of those attributes that my father had were seen as negatives when it came to certain aspects of the fake news. Mostly just New York one and a couple of others out there. How about that? Hmm? Now, the people still got it. The people always understood. The people still support the police. It's the whack jobs who do not. It's the whack jobs who have no... Here we go. And the, 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 the dishonesty of both Adams himself and the people around him. Now listen to this. In his heart, he's still a police officer. He's always patrolling, said Ann Williams Isom, the deputy mayor for Health and Human Services, noting that the mayor set up a weekly Zoom call on homelessness at 5 p.m. on Sundays. Several staff members told me that when he does an 8.30 a.m. Zoom meetings with the mayor, he's in his suit and tie and on his stationary bike. I've seen Eric Adams in a suit and tie. Does he look like he did his workout in that suit and tie? When you lie about the little things, you lie about the big things. That's um, that's my beef with him, in addition to a lot of other things. Ma- uh, Maria in Franklin Square, yes. Oh, hi, Greg. How are you? How are you? What's happening? Hey, listen. If we had more people like you, this country would be a better place. But I have to tell you, I'm calling you because of that uh, gentleman who uh, killed that, the guy in the bodega or whatever. Yeah. You know, I used to have a deli, and nobody realizes 
How dangerous when you stand behind that counter and you deal with people that think you owe them. You're breaking your, you know, working from 4 a.m. in the morning till nighttime. They come along and they think who they are. And then you have this mayor who I don't even know what to make of him. He's saying he he was a cop. He knows things. So what is he doing for this? city of ours. I am so, so upset about this. And here's this poor man who was trying to defend himself, and where is he? And the other guy, I mean, all right, he's gone and everything, but where is the justice, Greg? You tell me, where is the justice for us? It's in short supply right now. It really is. Now, fortunately, Jose Alba is now home. He's out of Rikers. They set that bail absurdly high, $250,000. I wonder if the political pressure that I am applying, that others are applying, the New York Post applying, they'll drop the charges on this guy. I mean, you can see it right there. Hey, by the way, working in a deli, as you mentioned at 4 in the morning, you know, I recently bought something in a a deli. What did I buy? I bought a a little mini bag of uh, Fritos. Corn chips, wise corn chips. They weren't Fritos. It was another brand. And it was 50 cents. I just, and then I bought something else. It was like now and later. It was a quarter. And I, you know, I, I just could not, it was very cheap. That's not a lot of money. And I'm like, how is this guy making any money? The profit margin is very, very small. I know they make some money on the lottery tickets, but even that seems very, very small. This happened at 11 at night, and just like you say, these are crazy hours, and uh, it's tough. It's really tough. Hey, by the way, do you know how many of these little bodegas were looted during Black Lives Matter? You know, we always show on TV Louis Vuitton and Chanel and all that stuff. Those places were hit, but so were these little places. So, look, I think it's all going to swing back, all right? We're going to... It's all going to swing back. I don't know when or how. Yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I do, Maria. I do. Loud and clear. Okay. Hey, Maria, you, you I got to go, but do me a favor. Say something in Italian. Ti auguro buona salute sempre a te tua famiglia. What was that? I wish, it says, I wish you good health always to you and your beautiful family. Oh, wow. So beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, and you know what? Greg, I've been crying, trying to call you for the longest time. I don't, I cannot tell you. I love you on Max News. I wish we had more people like you. More people like you. Maybe we could get through to these no good liberals and all. I love this country. I'll always love it no matter what. All right. Well, Maria, we love you, and you're one tough cookie out there. I must say, uh, boy, you sound like two different people One when you're Italian and in English. One more word in Italian as we go to break. One more. Something I love good. You. All right. I Me love too. You. I, amazing. Amazing. Isn't that great? I would love to be able to speak Italian or Spanish. I hear Italian's hard. I may try to learn Spanish. I actually got a special project. Uh, I'll tell you what's going on. Oh, and it, well, I can't tell you everything, but uh, I'll tell you what I can when I come back. Greg 
Kelly. Entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, New York City just put out a very strange video. This is our city government. New York City government, a public service announcement. What to do in the event of a nuclear attack. I thought we uh, kind of beat the Russians, huh? What's this all about? Go ahead and listen if you don't mind. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit, okay? So what do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Hold on. Step one. Aren't we all dead if the big one goes off? This is not the atomic bomb from Hiroshima anymore. I mean, they, they've got uh, bombs a million times, literally a million times more powerful. I mean, New York City, I think we'd be gone if a bomb, a nuclear attack happens. We're gone. This is very hypothetical and academic, but go ahead. What do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. Hold on. What if I what if I get inside a glass building? Think about it. What if I get inside a glass building that's incinerated? Get inside what exactly? Everything's gone. Who the hell made this video? Taxpayer money for this video. Keep going. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. See what I meant? See what I... I was right about those windows. Keep going. Step two. Stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The nuclear bomb has gone off, and we're going to log on to our computers to find out what to do next. I mean, this is a public service announcement from the Department of... Let's see. Who did this exactly? It's the it's the New York City PSA. Um, I, um, New York City Office of Emergency Preparedness. They hired a pretty good-looking model to do it. She's a nice-looking woman. I think she's a woman. I mean, well, no, yeah. Actually, what's going on there? Um, yeah, she's very pretty. Uh, three. Okay, what are the three steps again? Uh. Go inside, stay inside, and take off your clothes. Thank you very much. Very helpful. The other thing is this. Joe Biden is a dead man walking in many ways. Politically, he's done. He will be resigning sometime in 2023. And it is amazing, kind of amazing that he got this far. Here he is. He just got to the Senate. This is 50 years ago. Listen to how dumb and cocky he is back then. Cut 36. I wonder if you'd say to us, since it's clear that you're not corrupt and you got elected, why should people think that the system produces corrupt results when there you are? Well, I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt, but I thank you for that, though. And unless you happen to be some sort of anomaly, like myself being a 29-year-old candidate and can attract some attention beyond your own state, it's very difficult to raise that money from a large group of people. I am an anachronist. Wait, 
I'm a 29-year-old oddball. The only reason I was able to raise the money is I was able to have a national constituency to run for office. Because I was 29, I'm like the token black or the token woman. I was the token young person. Wow. Such finesse and verbal skill, huh? Token black, token woman, token young person. By his own admission, he's only there because he was 29, because he was nobody else was interested in running. Nobody wanted to run. You found a guy who had nothing... Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Well, again, the political world and uh, a good chunk of the country actually knows that Joe Biden can do it, can cut it. Approval ratings at 33 percent. Everybody, the staff is very worried that he's going to trip on something and fall. I mean, he already fell off his bike, but, you know, just that little easy step going back to the Oval Office from the, the Rose Garden. You know, we all can see it. Something very bad can happen so he's uh, pretty much done, and when he is, there go. You know what he's trying to do? I bet he's going to negotiate a pardon for Hunter, a pardon for Hunter. Now that would make a lot of sense, uh, wouldn't it, Barbara? Hello, Barbara. Hi, hi, Greg. Hi How there. are you this afternoon? Hi. Yeah, good. Um, I, in reference to your opening, um, you know, talking about Biden resigning. Now he's just a seventy-nine-year-old oddball, but he is. Um, I was. Right before the 2020 election, um, I'm a history person and a librarian, and I had done some research because back then that was also a very consequential election, and a lot of similarities occurred with our 2020 election. We obviously, well, we were just coming out of World War One. Wait, what election uh, were you co- comparing it to? To 1920. Oh. 100 years ago. Who was running then? Very, uh, well, Warren Harding, and oh, I believe the vice, the other guy was Howe for the Democrats. Who? Similarities. I, I'm not sure. If I, I forget the Democratic uh, nominee. All right. Harding um, won. Harding won because he looked like a president. He looked very presidential. You just look at the guy and people fell in love with the way he looked, I believe. Right. No, not really. I think. Well, he was really a, um, a newspaper man. No, I understand but, that. Um, but wait a second. He's from Ohio, correct? Correct. He had the bearing of a president. You just look at the guy. I think there's a story that goes somebody saw him getting his shoe shined. And, and and someone said it was a very influential person and he said he was. if that guy can speak a sentence, I can get him elected president. Because he looked he was well, very good looking, he looked like a really prestigious guy. But unfortunately I think he was very, corru- he was dumb. He was dumb and uh no, no, nah, he was a he bit wasn't. of a dummy. He was, he was a light he was a lightweight and he was corrupt and uh he went down right. in the teapot dome scandal, right? Oh, he died, I well, think. He did. Well, that's that's what I was calling to make reference, not to Joe. I don't want anything to happen to Joe Biden. But what I was saying is there was a lot of similarities. We were just coming out of the the Spanish flu. And I was reading some of my research. And what I said, the one thing everyone wanted was a return to normalcy. And that's what a lot of us wanted in 2020. But also, too, Warren Harding was called the front porch candidate because he never left his front porch. And the other guy traveled every state and lost. But uh, Biden died uh, literally two two years and five months into his presidency. Not that I wish that for Joe Biden, um, but well, we think he died. Himself. We think he died. There's some people. There's some rumors that he might have been, you know, offed. Warren Hardy. Yep. <laughs> no. uh, well, yeah. Well, there you know, are there are Barbara. History. I know a little bit about this stuff too. I know you're the librarian, but uh, there are rumors to that effect. Anyway, Barbara, what's it like working in the library? Uh, well, I work in a semi- uh, Catholic seminary library. It's great. It's even quieter. <laughs> My gosh. 
No, no, it's busy in a different way. Uh, uh, what do you mean? Talks about God and thank God. No, man who speaks of God often, which I can totally appreciate. Thank you for doing that. Sure. Um, it's and I find, and I'm going into stuff that are you know I have there's books there from like the 15th century and just different things. It's amazing. I love it. I don't know if I could really work in a public library today. I think I, you know I use pronouns. That's true. That. It's all it's all crazy, and uh, you got to follow this and that and the other stuff. And the, oh, actually, do me a favor. Hold on. You guys might have something to say to each other. This is Hannah. She works in a library. Do you work in a library, Hannah, in Philadelphia? Uh, no. What what it is is and hello from Philly. Um, what it is, I'm a substitute teacher, and I work in different libraries and different schools in the Philadelphia area. And okay. My concern is, and I'm saying this to everybody in the listening uh, program area, and I'll say it to others. Um, it was brought to my attention. Our local library had a Pride Month, not a problem with it. Then they featured a book called Gender Queer by Maya, Maya Kobabi and a description of it. And this was on our library website. Um, Maya has erotic male fantasies and this and that. So I clicked on the link and I I saw pictures that I could not believe. Did you see the one of the the teenager wearing a artificial penis and the other person is I can't even describe. Look, I know the book you're talking about, Gender Queer. It's yes. uh, as a matter of fact, I show I blurred some things out. This is not a book that should be in any school for any purpose whatsoever. Well, you know, I did say I did, but you know what? This is what I'm afraid of. And and beyond the Biden, the Biden misery and everything that's going on, what I'm more afraid of is the undercurrent of hatred in this country. That the Li- American Library Association approved this book, and that's the way it is. I appealed it. I wrote to the director. I've written to every. Nobody cares. I understand this is not the only book of this type. They're called graphic novels. So it looks like a comic book. And the director said to me, any 10-year-old with a library card can take this out. Yeah, wait, well, wait. I, I, we know, I mean, look, this book is – what are you saying? The American Library Association is basically pushing this woke agenda, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, I know. And I I saw that in the New York oh, Times last week. Children. What? Oh, really? Okay, I didn't see it. I'm afraid that, say, a teenager, maybe a responsible 18-year-old, would take the book but bring it to a school or leave it on a bus. I don't want babies seeing this material. And as far as women's rights goes, it's not a good fit for uh, telling young women to have pap smears. It just about calls them, you know, agonizing murder. But I guess my concern is— Wait, what the hell is up with the pap, pap smear? What? Oh, the, the uh, person—you have to read the whole thing. The person what gender queer? Yes, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Look, I'm sorry. I, I saw three pictures in it. And I said this should not be in any school. Parents are standing up all over the place. They know this book. They also know another book called Lawn Boy. You know, the American Library Association is playing a woke game. Uh, I don't understand it. It's utterly corrupt and weird. And by the way, you mentioned Pride Month. I'm okay with it. You're okay with it. I'm not okay with it. Actually, I've decided. It's over now, but a couple of things. It just went way too far. And, you know, the way they use the rainbow, the rainbow, the rainbow is in the Bible, and it's a covenant. Oh, by the way, this isn't anti-gay. You know, we're all trying to be our best selves. There are things that I'd like to do, but I can't wave a flag about it. There are all kinds of things we... I am just shocked at how much this has been embraced, encouraged, even by churches, even by churches. So 
And now those drag queens running in. Did you hear about, you know, about the drag queen story hour here in the city? I happen to know some guys in Staten Island who say cops, police officers. How about bringing them in to read for the kids? Wouldn't that be great? It's actually something they're talking about. I'd love to see that. All right. Listen, you are not wrong about anything, Hannah. You too, Barbara. I appreciate it so much. Final thought, Hannah? Just please, everyone, please be aware of what your children are reading, and please speak up if you don't appreciate it. Thank Great you. Great advice. Great advice. And you too, Barbara. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, boy. You know, I had Eric Trump. I have Eric Trump on the Newsmax show tonight. The guy is just exemplary in every single way. Just great professionally, personally, never had a problem, uh, certainly with the law. You know, just a well-rounded, well-adjusted guy across the board and a very philanthropic individual as well. So, um, and they tried to say otherwise at one point, oh boy, did they get the egg on their face. They found out that 100% of everything he raised was going directly to the charity. So uh, what do we have here? Hunter Biden could face prostitution charges for transporting hookers across state lines and disguising checks to them as payments for medical services. Pardon me. The first son spent $30,000 in five months on the girlfriend experience. Uh, This is DailyMail.com. Documents and texts and videos show that Hunter Biden spent a staggering $30,000 on on escorts in a five-month period. Now, wait a second. And I will say that that is actually not a staggering amount. I thought it would be $30,000 a month, which would be $150,000, but $30,000 over five months. Divide that. Uh, I've just – look, I'm sorry, but, you know, I've heard I've heard of the $5,000 a night hooker. I have. Haven't you? Nobody – no. All right. Don't, no, don't give me that look. I'm not getting at that, but I've heard of that. Seriously. Anyway, that still is a lot of money. Hunter wrote checks to a Ukrainian woman named Ekaterina Mareva, who was named in red flag reports by banks for suspicious activity. A suspicious activity report filed by J.P. Morgan Chase transaction involving Mareva after she received tens of thousands of dollars from Hunter's company. Photos from Hunter's iPhone show he wrote checks disguised as medical services to prostitutes supplied to Mareva. Videos and pictures show Hunter helping transport these women from Boston to New York for a debauched night with him of potential federal offense. Wow. Prosecutors may have a case for a federal prostitution offense against Hunter Biden. Uh, I just mentioned the five-month period. The president's son wrote the checks. And they give people like Donald Trump Jr. a hard time. And Eric Trump. It's really true. They're, what what. What what's bad is good. What's good is bad. Everything is upside down. If the government comes after you, it's it's almost a badge of honor. It's almost a badge of honor. It is so thoroughly corrupt. Let's see here. The material has been in the FBI's hands since December of 2019, raising the prospect. That its investigation into Hunter could lead to charges over his dealings with prostitutes, though experts say prosecutions over prostitution charges alone are rare. Okay, the president's son is currently the subject of a federal investigation, which is reportedly examining potential tax crimes 
money laundering, and alleged illegal foreign lobbying linked to his overseas business dealings. There's a picture of Hunter with, hey, why did they cover up the faces of the hookers? I'd like to, I mean, I'm sorry, but anyway, they're, they're covered up here. They're all wearing bathrobes in a very swanky hotel. Why would he take so many pictures of himself? And there, there, I'm so, goodness gracious, there are all kinds of yikes. Oh, my goodness gracious. There's all kinds of, he went on, did he take the train with him? He's having sex with him on the train? Yikes, 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 yikes. Hey, by the way, he's been hanging around the White House a lot lately. He was there on July 4th. He was there for the Easter egg roll. He was there. What was the other thing he was there for? July 4th, Easter egg roll, and um, something else. So he's back in circulation. There's no way Joe is not going to is going to leave the White House without securing some sort of understanding. May not be a pardon, but it will be some sort of non-prosecution agreement. This investigation will come to a close before Joe Biden will leave the White House. That I can guarantee you. Jacqueline Ello from Greenwich Village. Hi, Greg. I have to tell you, my heart beats a little bit faster every time you talk about a potential run for mayor. I'm so disgusted with everything. I've never seen this town in worse shape. And as I thought about it, I mean, you have all of your talent, your good looks, your wonderful family. Your family, by the way, which I consider to be one of the pillars of New York City that that keeps us upright and from just floating away into nothingness. But I see a similarity between your potential run and go back to the 60s, which I know you don't remember, but the hope and optimism that was brought by the Kennedy um, run for the presidency. And, you know, you've got the beautiful wife. You're a good-looking guy. you got the two kids. And uh, I, I just see that as a natural. And um, anyway, so I'd like you to go home and start producing some sons, by the way. But anyway, on to other things. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Fulton J. Sheen. Um, I met him as a child, and it was quite an experience. He was magnetic. Uh, He had charisma before we even knew what that word was. And did you know that he's uh, put up for sainthood? I did hear something about that, yeah. I read about that a couple years ago. Yeah, well, he has a quote that is the quote that made me call in today. He said, to settle for what is rather than for what might be begins the descending spiral into mediocrity inexorably. And, boy, if we don't elect somebody like you as mayor, we're we're doomed to mediocrity. Um, The last thing I wanted is the last name of that woman that you wanted prayers for. Uh, Is it Hanulik? Hanulik, H-O-N-U-L-I-K, H-O-N-U-L-I-K. Michelle is her first name. 67 years old, bear car accident up in Connecticut. Thank you. Yes, we want to pray for her. And uh, Jacqueline. I'm affiliated with a convent, so I'll be calling this in, and you'll have 100 nuns praying for her by the end of the day. That's so amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for your kind words. And uh, hey, for everybody who doesn't know Fulton Sheen, uh, he was, uh, well, what was he? Was he the archbishop here? I know he was a cardinal, but was he He in charge of the. He was the archbishop here, and he was, he had a television show, he was very popular. And he had a falling out with the cardinal at the time, who was Cardinal Spellman. And Spellman just 
despised him and had him sent to Rochester, which is the equivalent of, you know, going to Siberia. And uh, not long after that, um, I mean, he served there. He was, I think he served in Newport, Rhode Island as well. But uh, it was not a, a happy end for such an illustrious career. And uh, he, if he had become Cardinal of New York, I think the whole the whole city would have converted. He converted <laughs> people like Claire Booth Luce and Hayward Hale Broom. These are old names, but they were people who were notable in their Oh, time. no, Claire Booth Luce from Time Magazine. I know. I, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. So, look, uh, if anybody words. wants to see this guy and the charisma, but also just the beautiful message, and it's very, very powerful. Someone called last week about it, so I, I out of curiosity, I hadn't seen one of these things in a very long time, and uh, I watched something about not wasting your life last night, and it was just, Wow. So I'm going to try to make this a Sunday night ritual, watching Fulton Sheen. And, uh, of course, we got a great Cardinal alive and well right now, Cardinal Timothy Dolan. He is the best as well. He's an, another an amazing communicator and great, great charisma. All right, Jacqueline, thank you very much. I am seriously, seriously thinking about it. But in the meantime, we have a candidate that we got to get into Albany. Hochul is totally lost, totally along for the ride, doesn't care, just wants to be seen as an important person. And Mike from St. James wants to say something about the Republican Lee Zeldin, who is running. Hi, Mike. Hello, Greg. Greg, I have an idea to get Zeldin elected. What? If you agree with it and promote it, it could get Zeldin hundreds of thousands of votes in what's the, Suffolk, What's West the idea? Rockland. If he gets, if he pro, uh, campaigns against repealing or delaying congestive pricing, I think everyone that owns a car would vote for him. If he what? What does he do? Go against what? Campaign against congestive pricing. Oh, congestion pricing. Has that? Have they ever? Have they actually started that yet? It's due to come into effect in a year or so. Yeah, I. People haven't started paying for it. They've been talking about that for years. I don't know. I don't think that's the uh, the. Look, I hate the idea. I don't want congestion pricing. I just don't think that's going to be the galvan. Maybe it will be. Yeah. What the hell, Lee? Come out against it. It's a terrible, terrible like, idea. Um, there's so much waste and bloat. Get rid of that before we start taxing. If you go down below 14th Street, I'll see you later.